Welcome to a Joy podcast from LGBTQIA plus community radio station, Joy 94.9. For more information and tons of other podcasts, head to joy.org.au. This is How Do You Do That with Emily Tresseter on Joy 94.9, the show answering the questions you didn't even know you had. Today's guest is zine creator, collage maker, and creator of the One Way Letter Project, Bodie Howe. We're going to not only unpack what a zine is, but discuss why sometimes artists have to make their own way in the world, employing creative ways to get their ideas seen. We'll explore whether armed with self-belief and a big idea, your voice can be heard. It was really a pleasure to allow myself to make something that I didn't consider to be the best quality of something, but that I considered to be the best expression of what I was feeling. The word zine is an abbreviation of magazine or fanzine, but let's take a more personal look at what it means to zine. I'm not exactly sure on what like the technical definition of a zine would be. My zines are kind of shitty booklets filled with half-baked ideas, um, but the average zine, I think, you know, can, can range in quality. It's, it's like a short booklet, pamphlet, thing and you know it can be of a limited amount or it can be like mine which is just however many I can get done on a printer that I don't have to pay for Mm -hmm. and it can be like a propaganda tool it can be something that people have collaborated on it can be an individual expressing themselves for me it's just a way to get art to the people in an easier way and like it's it's almost a little bit more lo-fi like I make all of my zines by hand on paper and photocopy them and and then you know go from there and there's like the digital aspect of just printing the scanned item for me zine making is very hands-on i mean i never really was good at uh, arts and crafts as a child i don't imagine and so i think i'm getting all my childhood arts and crafting out now so fun thing to do just cut things up and stick them together i was never a good cutter so it's cool to really? see how i progressed yeah never thought of myself as being able to cut in a straight line okay uh, the good thing about collages is that you generally don't have to cut in a straight line you cut around things so it's kind of like coloring in you've got a defined edge to that so zines can use a myriad of different mediums and incorporate so much varied content so I wonder, what does a Bodie Howell original zine look like? My favourite page, well, I have two favourite pages. One of them is a, the, the centre fold, which I think is the most important page of the zine because that's when you're stapling it together, that's how it naturally opens anyway. So it's, most of the time it's the first thing you see. But it's a little Venn diagram that kind of pairs the things that I have to do in life with the things that I want to do in life. So the things I have to do being go to work, be responsible, pay rent, you know, wash my dirty Tupperware, try and hold in farts and elevators, um, and maybe even have a loose understanding of politics and the economy. Those are the things that I have to do. The things I want to do are write poetry, be an artist, feel alive, uh, love myself, you know, all that kind of fluffy stuff. And in the middle is uh, accept the absurdity of life, which is something that you have to do and that you should want to do, because really, if you don't, I don't know. What happens? Bodhi's zines incorporate humour and lots of different visual mediums. Some are a little darker in their approach to both humour and aesthetic. One that I find has a really big impact for people is one that I thought was the funnest for me to make. It's a haiku and it says, Your dad just left you a casual voicemail and my dad just plain left. And I always think it's really entertaining to make self-deprecating jokes about my father leaving when I was young because it's funny to me but it's quite shocking to people who read that. And, and I've got a little picture of a, a, a man and his kid on a horse, and I burnt the face of the man out, which was, um, I didn't really realise it was something that I kind of felt I needed to do in my life, but it was fantastic. 
Um, so it's just a little boy <laughs> riding a horse with a sad haiku about not having a dad. And I think that that one has a really big impact on people that read it in a way that it doesn't really feel to me. Uh, it feels, people people seem to feel a lot through that one. And because it's such a, like, it, it's been in my life for my entire life, so I, I can laugh about it now. Um, some people aren't ready to laugh about stuff like that. I wanted to say, your dad just left you a casual voicemail and my dad just casually left, but mm-hmm. it's too many syllables for haiku. Right. Yeah. Yeah, very important. That's the trick. <laughs> it would make more sense, you know what I mean? It would tie it together a lot better, but mm-hmm. casually, right, right. Yeah, casually. Three syllables. Yeah. <laughs> That came from My Life uh, is as Tangled as the Headphones in My Pocket, which is basically collage with a bunch of shitty haikus and, and poetry. And that one really kind of spurred the, the passion for collage. And I just thought, why don't I try to do something a little bit more like highbrow? And it's turned into something that's actually worked out really well. Like I've got a few that I'm really proud of. They say life imitates art. And in a lot of ways, Bodhi Howe's zines are representations of his life. A specific page in his zine not only sums this up, but the zine itself. And one that really explains the process, it's the end page of the zine actually. And it's a little bit of like an apology to all the people in my life when I was making it. And also apology to the pages that I made as I was making it. It's basically all of the scraps from all of the different pages somehow find their way onto one page. There's even the picture of the dad's face from the the previous image that I cut out before I burned the edges. So he's just floating there randomly. And it says, I didn't mean to make a mess of this, but I understand that that doesn't explain why there's still a mess. I think that is a lot of my life. I don't often mean to do the things that I do, but I can understand that people are surprised when they happen, if that makes sense. Or I don't mean to let you down, but if I do, I understand that I did. And that that really captured the the feeling of the whole process of being alive while making it and all of the things I felt while making it but also the process of making it because I made a massive mess as well. There might have been a massive mess, but that mess does turn into some pretty amazing collages. How does a collage come to be? Scissors and glue. Uh, a sand knife is your best friend as well, and a cutting mat so you don't ruin the surface that you're, you're using. I have a nice big A3 cutting mat, and I don't ever have images bigger than that. Uh, a light is really helpful, so you can really follow the, the shapes that you're cutting. I, I literally just take a pair of scissors to a bunch of magazines, a stainless knife for the finer details, and uh, just a glue stick that you used when you were in primary school. Um, and occasionally I make those little uh, webs with the glue around the base of it, like you did in primary school as well, because it's fun being a child, apparently. We now know the bare essentials needed to create a collage, but this is how do you do that? We need more than that. Brody Howe, zine maker, is now going to let us in on his play-by-play process in creating a collage. I like to start basically by ripping a bunch of pages out. I'll get a bunch of... National Geographic is my magazine of choice to cut up because I always find there's interesting characters and interesting landscapes. It's an important balance, you know, like you need good framing device, you you need important, like, standout characters, and, you know, the background can be quite important and the juxtaposition of the characters in the background can also be quite interesting. And I just kind of stack them neatly in piles and then just play around with that. I like to cut the smaller parts out, the easier ones. For example, I've got a series right now that is a bunch of men wearing funny costumes uh, and they're going to be great on some sort of background. I, I can see it 
in my mind that they're going to work on something. So I'm going to start by grabbing those guys, cutting them out, and just kind of planting them on a bunch of different pages. And the joy of the National Geographic is that you have such diversity in what you're able to use. You've got incredible landscapes, and then you've got some like high art stuff, some science stuff. I love a cosmic background. If I can get a National Geographic that has some stars in the background, that is absolutely ace. And yeah, cutting them out, playing with it. It's a just, it's just kind of like play, like being a kid and just experimenting, rifling through all these papers that I've got. And honestly, you should see them. They're everywhere. The papers are everywhere. The room is covered in papers when I go like, it's a bit overwhelming. As we've been discussing quite a lot, zines can be any type of format or medium. One of your zines, other than my life is as tangled as the headphones in my pocket, is a zine called The People Are Real. Tell us a little bit about The People Are Real. It's a, that's a nice, straightforward zine. That basically, I've got a Polaroid camera, I take pictures of people and I talk to them about their lives and find out one thing about them. Basically, I use a label maker to write that thing. So, if, for example, if I took a, a picture of you and we had a chat about what you're, what's going on in your life, it might say, Emily is awesome or Emily can speak fluent French. Or <laughs> Emily... Neither of those are quite true. But well, I mean, I one more true than the other, and I'm pretty sure it's the French. <laughs> Um, or, you know, it can be a picture of, you know, a person walking down the street. I've got a few, most, most of the first ones were people that I knew. It's an easier way to start. Then I managed to kind of get the confidence up to walk down the street, taking pictures of strangers and asking them about their lives. I remember a few like Ashley who likes dark beer. Good for you, Ashley. It was a nice picture. That's why I remember his particular one. But it's, yeah, it's just a series of pictures. Kind of like a really poor man's, is that the, the, the New York one? What's that, what's that one? Humans of New York. Yeah, yeah, whichever one that is. Mm-hmm. And instead of going super in depth about like their whole life story, it's literally just like a little window into their lives framed by the edges of the Polaroid image. So that's, yeah, I think it's a nice little thing. Nice. You're on Joy 94.9. This is How Do You Do That with Emily Tresseter, the show answering the questions you didn't even know you had. Today's guest is Zing creator, collage maker, and creator of the One Way Letter Project. It's Bodie Howe. Bodie has created a bunch of different scenes in a myriad of mediums, collage, Venn diagram, haiku, and Polaroid pictures. I had to ask the famously hard question, which is your favourite child? Which is his favourite zine that he's created? The zine that I'm probably the proudest of is My Life is as Tangled as the Headphones in My Pocket. That, that one was a really interesting thing for me to make because I really wanted to be a good poet and a good artist. And I, I was writing down everything that I was doing and I, I, I had some things that I was proud of and some things that I thought were good. But then I was also writing down just little dumb ideas that I thought were funny or I thought were interesting or I thought were a takes on the... the period in my life that I was writing about and I never really gave them any credit I was like that's a bit of a joke put it aside focus on the high art and it was really it was really a pleasure to allow myself to make something that I didn't consider to be the best quality of something but that I considered to be the best expression of what I was feeling and that's what that zine ended up being like even the title was just some whimsical note that I wrote in my notepad and thought that's a funny idea because my headphones are always tangled and my life does often feel like that. And allowing myself to kind of dive into that really introspective side of what I was doing and like focus on what I was actually feeling and the easiest and quickest ways of expressing those was a bit of a revelation. And, and I think that zine, even though it's you know basically a lot of collage with primary colours and, and Venn diagrams, really is the most relatable thing I've ever made because it is so personal and I've allowed myself to just open up into that and also the process for, for me is make sure that it's 
good enough for you and then the world can see it and make sure that you're comfortable seeing it yourself and it doesn't matter the good thing about the zines as well is you're not often there when somebody's reading it like somebody's not looking you in the eye and critiquing what you're doing my name's written in the back but nobody necessarily knows who i am well i'm sure after this show people will know who you are Bodie Howe. speaking of if i wanted to make a zine and get it out into the world how would i do that Oh, look, there's a lot of different avenues and people take different approaches to it. There are zine fairs that happen sporadically all around. There's a big one, the Festival of the Photocopier, uh, and that's run by Sticky Institute, who is also a little store in one of the arcades underneath Flinders Street Station. And they do uh, like, you know, a little commission-y things where you can drop the zines off in small allocations and then they'll like sell those at their little zine store. It's really one of Melbourne's only zine stores i as i think i've said already i i came from a bit of a street art background and putting things in places for people regardless of whether or not they wanted to see it or uh without without paying for it necessarily or like just getting it out to the masses in, in the most accessible way i mm-hmm. think and how uh, do you do that so with my zines i grabbed a little pamphlet holder one of those like clear plastic things that you see in the front of like your doctor's office with mm-hmm. all or something like that and um basically glued it to a wall it was actually on the corner of fitzroy street and rose street in fitzroy mm-hmm. um right near the rose street markets where there's a lot of foot traffic and basically popped a bunch of zines into the pamphlet holder and stuck a little label on the front that said please take one and i would walk past on my way to the tram in the morning and just drop off a few zines every couple of days and they would move nice Um, and that was a fun way for me to do it especially as i said with the street art stuff some of that was kind of done under pseudonyms and so it was nice for me to be able to translate some of those zines into something that i didn't necessarily put my name on good way to get those zines out that were still kind of relatively anonymous but moving into trying to establish myself as, as as a zine maker and as an artist, I definitely started confirming that it was me making them, putting my name in them and popping them in the box. So it went a little bit from, hey, there's this random box with all these different projects from these different anonymous people to, hey, this is Bodhi's box kind of. But people were still taking them, um, <laughs> which is pretty cool. That was a good way for me. And I, I want to get back into that. I mean, like currently you're not allowed to leave your house mm-hmm. um, with the state of the world and all that. So once, once we're allowed to leave again, I'd love to get some more boxes. I'd love to have artists submitting their zines to me so I can pop them into the boxes as well like it was something that I, re- I really wanted to make a community out of but you know the world changed and kind of took that opportunity away so I'm really looking forward to doing that again once we're allowed to be outside so people should also hit you up yeah hit me up that's what I'm trying to say <laughs> hit me up if you have a zine legitimately if you have a zine or want to make a zine or listen to this and we're inspired enough which would be really cute uh, to make a zine then I would love you to send that to me and I would love to help you get that to the people uh, if you think that this way is interesting, then please, yeah, hit me up and we'll work on something together. So if people wanted to see more of your stuff, where could they go? Yeah, look, if, if anyone's interested in seeing some of the stuff that I've done, they can find me on Instagram, Bodie Howell Makes. Otherwise, you know, look for street corners, look at zine fairs. I'll be around. You know, a few of my projects have been interpreted from like a street art project's of the past so if you're careful enough in like back alleys of brunswick you might see some posted onto a wall as well and if you look carefully in blackhearts and sparrow stores around melbourne you will find a few of my collages on the gift cards that they do there shout out to sunray studios thanks for the help with that awesome Bodie Hall has been making art for quite a while sometimes under pseudonyms and mostly unrecognized we chatted about how it's tough to be taken seriously when your art is not necessarily high art or framed and gallery ready and how you get around that, ensuring your artistic voice is heard. 
I find, I don't know if people are listening to this outside of Melbourne, hello people around the world, but it's hard to find a place to put things like this. I found that I don't really fit into the communities of people. As I said, I struggle to think of myself as an artist. So I also sometimes struggle to think of myself as like a, a mad zine manufacturer or somebody who's got a whole body of work, even though you know you can look at it and see it's there. There's a niche for everyone. And sometimes you need to find your own or, or make your own. If you feel like there's something stopping you from being part of any kind of creative community, just make your own. And, you know, people will come and, and join yours. Like, I, I like to think of my art as being something that I'm proud of. And there are other people out there proud of the same thing. And I'm sure we can you know, find each other in the world and collaborate together. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on How Do You Do That, Bodie Howe. I really think that we've unpacked scene making and collaging quite elaborately. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Uh, you know, this is not necessarily something that, that people get to hear about often and think about, I think. So it's cool that there's a place for them to place for this to be. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks. And don't forget, if you want to see more from Bodie Howe, you can find him on Instagram at... Bodie Howe Makes. Awesome. Hit Thanks so much. Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed it and learnt as much about zine making as I did. Thanks for listening to another episode of How Do You Do That with Emily Treseder. If you think you or someone you know would make a great guest on the show, get in touch. Email howdoyoudothat at joy.org.au. 